You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your brains, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, AJ Andrews of JaysFromTheCouch.com. Back to start another week with y'all and talk Blue Jays. And we have happy things to talk about, which is nice. And we'll talk about those later because there are things that we do have to get to today. Um, Do you want to apologize for my Twitter silence over the weekend? Um, It was busy. Uh, Pride... Um, is on in Halifax. The Pride Parade was on Saturday. I was in it. I was marching in it in the 35 degree heat. You know, very, very welcome. Uh, very welcoming weather for marching in my first Pride Parade in in a long time. And definitely the first one marching as myself, which just, it, it felt really good. It felt like I wasn't pretending. It felt like I wasn't just there to essentially be a body for a corporate or a political entity. It just felt really good. And I want to thank my friend Kaylee for um, inviting me with her group and and letting me march because it was great. Um, and then Sunday, I, uh, I was out with uh, my partner at the beach right before the thunderstorm hit we managed to time that pretty well just um just completely drenched the car on the way back and knocked out power for a bit um but yeah we are back we are going to talk baseball and i actually want to start with a tweet that i got from uh follower of the show, a, a pretty good contributor since they've been following to the Fan Friday editions uh, at the Real Tales 17. And they asked, with Dalton Pompey's rehab assignment ending today, Monday, will he be recalled or DFA'd as he's out of options? If recalled, is Billy McKinney going back down to Buffalo? Also need room on the 25 man for Barucky. These are all very pertinent points, and we are going to discuss them right now. Because at the time of recording, about quarter after three, Atlantic time. Yeah, I know. Sorry. Atlantic. Just got to be weird. Um, a move hasn't been announced for either Pompey or Barucki. Now, the Blue Jays 40-man roster is currently at 39. So... Uh, they only have to DFA one person to make room for both, but they will have to move two people off of the 25-man roster. Um, so let's start with Pompey, actually. Um, Dalton Pompey is is kind of a throwback. He, he is a member of those playoff teams that the Blue Jays had um, three seasons ago. So there is that kind of link to the past and there there also is like a a, a kind of 
I, I don't know if it's a misguided belief, just given all the injuries that Pompey has had, but a belief that he can be a contributor, especially with uh, Anthony Alford also falling into that injury trap and, and not being able to really put together the growth pattern that a lot of people would like from him. So Dalton Pompey becomes that much more important for the Blue Jays as someone who may be able to contribute a little bit. And his rehab assignment went all right. Um, he's been batting above 300 in Buffalo, so he's he's hitting, which is nice. But what does that mean for the Blue Jays? Now, the fact that we haven't seen a move yet when, when all these teams are making moves, including uh, the Detroit team that just got beaten down in two out of three games by Toronto, they signed Edwin Jackson to a minor league deal, which tells you everything you need to know about their starters but um sadly that means edwin jackson cannot set the record for most teams played for because he played for detroit in 2009 so anyway just just wanted to mention that one um with the options on the roster right now i i would not be surprised if it is Teoscar Hernandez who actually would be sent down instead of Billy McKinney, just because Hernandez, um, that, that bounce he had when coming back from Buffalo, kind of kind of come back to the previous uh, Teoscar that we saw earlier this season, aside from that outburst against Boston, which has come too far too few and far between for Hernandez to realistically hold down a job. It's why we're seeing Eric Sogard playing out and right. Not only because apparently Eric Sogard is a valuable commodity now, which who thought that was happening um, when he was signed to a minor league deal that he would factor into the trade deadline discussion, but Teoscar can't get into the game consistently enough without an injury. And if he's optionable, then I think the team would prefer to take a look at Pompey and see if he's potentially worth extending. So with McKinney offering a little more versatility, especially with Rowdy Telez now down in Buffalo, um, McKinney's probably the guy who, who is the direct backup to Justin Smoke when they want Smoke DHing. And like, I know they have Brandon Drury playing first base, but that that's not optimal for this team. Brandon Drury does not play first base in the major leagues. He, he, like he plays third, he plays second, he plays outfield, which is what's keeping Brandon Drury on this roster. But I would, I would suspect that Teoscar goes down to make room for Pompey. Now, Barucki is a little different. I'm, I'm expecting that the DFA is going to come from the pitchers that are on the roster because that's that's where the Blue Jays have been churning through people. And I have to think they're they're going to do it again. Now, um Baruchy can be called up and there can be an option done. Um there there are a few options actually to make room for him. Uh Jacob Wagspack can go back down to Buffalo. Justin Schaefer can go back down to Buffalo. Um but those two have been pitching really good. So I'm not sure if the Blue Jays want to get rid of pitchers who are actually performing 
as they should. And the other thing to note is they do have a pitcher who isn't performing that well. And we saw that in the Detroit game, at least at the start. And that was Trent Thornton, who just continues to ride ride a bit of a rough patch so far. And, you know, we, we talked about potentially sending Trent Thornton down before, although you'd be burning an option here with Trent just because he has been up with the team. But again, in that game on Saturday, he only lasted three innings and you can't keep putting that kind of stress on the bullpen. Like, I mean, congrats to Wilmer Font for going out there and earning his first win as a Blue Jay in his first game. Um, Still gave up a home run, but still was all right. But they burned Schaefer, Phelps, Hudson, and Giles all in that game. And you can't keep doing that on that basis. And you definitely can't be sending down guys who have proven that they deserve another shot. Like, what Jacob Waxpack faced that same lineup and delivered five and a third innings of of solid baseball. And, and that's more valuable for the Blue Jays right now is to have people who can deliver those innings. And if Trent Thornton can't do that, then maybe he should be going down to Buffalo to retool a bit for it. And then um, the other option is you don't have to send down anyone. You just kind of bump Waggisback or uh, Thornton back to the bullpen or... Uh, just however you want to do that, because my likely target for being DFA'd, and he got an even bigger target when Nick Kingham was sent packing, and that's Derek Law. And and we speculated um, on this podcast that, you know, Derek Law is the only piece that's at, like actively productive that they got for Kevin Pillar, because... Um, Alan Hansen's batting like 180 in Buffalo. Wanda Paula has like a nine ERA in Lansing. So he's pretty far off. Derek Law's been the only piece they've been able to put out on display. And he's been terrible. 666, 668 ERA is not going to work for, for anyone trying to keep a major league job. Like, and and it, it's just not getting better with Derek Lott. Yeah, he keeps the walks down, but he just gets knocked around the park. And and it's way too easy to do it. His fielding independent pitching is 570. That is more than any anyone on the active roster besides Wilmer Font, who gave up that home run in one appearance. So... The fact that Font can actually go multiple innings and be an opener and is a favorite of Charlie Montoyo means that Font is more than likely safe and it would be Law who gets the axe. So that would open the 25-man spot for Barucki as well and just kind of simplify things a little bit. The front office would have to admit that essentially it got nothing for Kevin Pillar, who's currently leading the San Francisco Giants in RBIs. It might actually drag them to a playoff spot. And they they threw him away for nothing. They threw him away for DFA pieces and a pitching prospect who can't get batters out in Michigan. So time for them to eat that one, in my opinion. We will... I, I said... 
I said we have positive things to talk about that aren't Derek Law. We are going to talk about those in a second. But just a reminder, if you want to reach a unique Canadian audience, then your company's ad should be running right here on this podcast. So to get your company connected with this audience, email locked at lockedonpodcast.com to get more details about increasing your business. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are back. So let's talk about some happy things from the weekend because there were happy things. The Blue Jays won a series. It's against the Tigers, who are even worse than they are. But still a series win. That 12-1 game on Friday was awesome. They just torched Jordan Zimmerman. And Marcus Stroman strolled out there and delivered seven shutout innings. Probably his best start of the season. And, like, he he looked like himself again. Like, like one of the saddest things of this Blue Jays season has been watching Marcus Stroman just kind of sleepwalk through it. Just with nothing to celebrate and no real joy in his performance. So seeing him on Friday, like shimmying and and doing his delay um, in the windup and like being Marcus Stroman again, like that that is huge. I I I miss that. And if he's traded, I will continue to miss that. But that. That was like wonderful to see. That that lifted my heart on on Friday. And again, just seeing Jordan Zimmerman get absolutely mauled by that Blue Jays offense, where where again almost every starter got a hit. That's exactly what you want to see. Justin Smokes, the only one who didn't get a hit, he had two walks, so he got on base too. Um, Teoscar had a good game. With the home runs. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. hit three for five. That was huge. Eric Sogard, again, three for six. Freddie Galvis, three for five. The guys who you actually want to see performing for this team performed. And and it was great. And, and of course, that just set up Vlad Jr. for Saturday when he pulled Trent Thornton's bacon out of the fire. And... And, and gave that moment that so many Blue Jays fans were waiting for all season long at when he he took that pitch from Gregory Soto, which I, I, I don't know how he's still getting work, but he, he was in there and he, I'm glad he finally made good on, like, I don't know how many times we had seen Vlad Jr. in situations where he had the chance to make a difference and and he would like overthink it. He would he would top a ball and ground out or or just just overswing on it and not get a good lumber on it and eventually strike out. Like that was the culmination of everything that, that Blue Jays fans had been waiting for. And and to get that that taste of it. That, that again, that was beautiful to see. See him going around the bases, just, just celebrating that. 
it, it was his first career Grand Slam. I'm sure he's going to have many more. And again, it continued a trend of, of players who you want to see perform well for this team. Performing well. And and sadly, it, it couldn't carry into the finale. And the Blue Jays couldn't sweep the Tigers. But even then, like Lourdes Gurriel coming up with a ninth-inning home run. Those are the kinds of moments that the Blue Jays need to be able to generate to keep fans interested, to keep hope alive in in this fan base. The, the fact that they almost did it, they almost came back and swept the Tigers, that, that again, that gives you hope. And I know, I know the Tigers are terrible, but... You find joy where you can. And there was joy to be had in this Blue Jays team. And and that's what I'm going to remember for that. Is there going to be joy to be found this weekend? I don't know. Cleveland swept them earlier this season. But this is a different Cleveland team. Like it, It's one that's trying to, to come back but may not have the horses to do so. I mean, they're they're looking at selling Trevor Bauer. They could be selling Brad Hand. It it's a different Cleveland team, and we will see what um what Toronto can offer. Obviously, a big night tonight uh, with Ryan Barucki coming back, scheduled to start again. We don't know what the move is to get Barucki onto the roster. You'll probably know it by the time you're you're listening to this because again I'm I'm choosing to record this in the afternoon and you know news usually happens later than that but um yeah it's it's going to be interesting Barucky's look good in his rehab starts I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what he has tonight against Cleveland and yeah we're just, um. It, it's going to be tough anyway in this series. I mean, Cleveland's throwing their best pitchers out there. They're throwing Clevenger, Bauer, and Bieber at the Blue Jays, which seems like overkill, but um, it, it will be a test for this team, and we'll see just how much they've learned uh, from those early April days. At least Alan Hansen isn't here to... To run around the base paths with like no abandon whatsoever. Anyway, that brings us to the end of today's episode. Um, actually, I I do want to mention right quick. Um, uh, for those of you just um just tuning into this because you got a link. Um, I I want to express my congratulations. Uh, and just express how proud I am at uh, Scott MacArthur um, making his announcement this weekend coming out as a gay man. And um, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I I did have conversations with Scott shortly after I, I wrote my own piece um, in June. And... And we had discussions just like what the reaction has been and what, you know, being able to write that piece meant for me 
and and how I felt, you know, in the weeks after. And I was very honest with Scott. I it felt amazing to to just be myself on here fully, to be interacting with y'all fully. It it just took such a weight off my mind. I'm I'm sure y'all heard it because you know I went from just bemoaning my name at the end of these to you know actually you know being happy and and that was a big thing i i said in my conversations with scott was was just yeah i i did it for myself first of all and and just how happy that made me was was a big reason why i did it and i'm so glad that he was able to do this for himself and i'm i i i seriously i cried when i saw that video and then i cried again when he freaking mentioned my name in it and the article like you know i again i i did that for myself but i also did that to, you know just make it possible to see you know, for other for other queer writers and and trans writers and and queer podcasters and and just anyone in sports media, that's that you know you can do this as yourself. You don't have to be hiding everything because it's just going to result in terrible work. You're you're not going to be able to give it your fullest because you're going to be thinking over and over like. Like, am I saying too much with this? Am I revealing too much of myself with what you're doing? And and Scott said as much on the radio earlier today um, when he was explaining things. And, you know, he said a lot of things that a lot of us feel um, in the queer community about, about having to hide yourself, about having to kind of section yourself off. I, I chose the mask metaphor for a reason because that's the way it felt. Like I had, I had AJ hiding behind this this blowhard, and the fact that neither of us have to do it anymore is a pretty huge step. And I hope it continues to lead to better things for for Scott, for myself, for everyone in the community. And yeah, I just I again, do you um you you wonder you wonder when you do something like that how how much of an impact it actually has. I I got to see it pretty quick. And um yeah, it it was it was pretty amazing. So all right, I I have to stop before I start crying on the track um so yeah um check that out um the the radio interviews on sportsnet.ca um scott posted a link to the full youtube video on his twitter that's that's the one where i mentioned um so check that out uh and yeah if you want to follow me on twitter while you're doing that um I'm at AJ Andrews. That's my name with the periods replaced by underscores because Twitter is dumb. Um, follow the podcast at Locked on Jays on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, 
and uh, subscribe on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, um, Himalaya, um, wherever you get podcasts, um, you'll be able to find this one like you just did. Um, so yeah, for everyone at jaysgymnacouch.com, for everyone at the Locked On Podcast Network, and for everyone in the queer community, I'm AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. And y'all take care. Bye.